Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. We're live at SHRM 22, the world's largest gathering of HR professionals. We're pulling back the curtain on the industry's hottest recruiting technology. Now, here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup. You're listening to Use Case Podcast. We are broadcasting live from New Orleans uh, for SHRM Annual. I have, uh, I have Ryan from Cloverleaf uh, on, and we're going to be learning about the use case, or the business case, that his customers, his prospects use uh, for uh, purchasing Cloverleaf. Um, I'll let him announce a recent announcement that just kind of hit the, the wire. But, uh, Ryan, thank you for being on the show. Uh, would you please introduce yourself and Cloverleaf? Well, it's Darren. Darren. <laughs> well, let's start there. Darren. It is a good place to start. So Darren Murder. I'm looking at him when I wrote down your name. Of course that's it's hilarious. Darren. We've been emailing each other. It, it, you know, that's fine. We just, we recently met here this weekend. So yes. that, not, not a big deal. Good point. And how do you spell Darren? It's, uh, you know, that's a really important question. It's so Darren. I was named after Darren from Bewitched. Um, so. No way. Yeah. And there were two Darrens on Bewitched and they were both spelled D-A-R-R-I-N. That's correct. And most people will say they throw that's an e the in incorrect there. spelling, but, you know, I, I think like we the, all know. See, I like the spelling because yeah. uh, I, I always attach to that show as well, but the E, it throws me off. The yeah. D-A-R-E-N. I know. No. My kids get really upset when the, the barista from Starbucks misspells that, but I'm like... <laughs> There are some battles that are not worth fighting. If these are the biggest problems we have, kids, uh, it, life living, is good. We're living well. <laughs> Let's be honest. Tell us about Cloverleaf. Yeah, so Cloverleaf's an automated coaching platform. Okay. So what does that mean? Uh, we're not a marketplace for coaches. We don't connect live human coaches to people who look for coaching uh, across the organization. But instead, what we do, uh, have, we've, what we've built, is an automated tool set that plugs into the tools that employees use every day. So email, calendar, Slack, Microsoft Teams, and we get to know you. And we push nudges, coaching nudges throughout your day based on the interactions that you have with other people. So the focus is really on improving collaboration, increasing the effectiveness of teamwork, better communication, less unnecessary conflict, right? Because I think most conflict happens because there is misunderstandings, misperceptions about people's behavior, their underlying motivation behind the things that they're seeing and experiencing on a daily basis. So if we can get ahead of that and actually teach people these unique ways that people engage and process information and communicate with each other so that they see it as a strength. Right. You know, it's it's a key part of what makes that person valuable inside that team context. Then we turn something that is oftentimes a negative in the organization into something that's positive and actually can improve relationships and build uh, team effectiveness. So, so I, uh, a few things that I want to unpack. Yeah. One is, is uh, you, we call it coaching. Yep. And what's interesting about that is there are plenty of coaches and coaching and life coaches and all kinds of stuff like that. Wide spectrum. Wide, yep. wide spectrum. Thank you. Um, but this is, this is really, you got into it. This is efficiency and collaboration. It's, it's a really interesting take on using the tools that you're already using. Like, we're not trying to get you to use new tools. Right. You're using email. Because the last thing you want is another tab on your browser. Thank you. And then, and you're using Slack. However, 
there's a better way of using these things that maybe you don't know and you wouldn't know if you didn't have that insight. That's and right. Yeah, it's, it's funny because what you're hitting on too is, like if you looked at our website, there's nothing on there that talks about onboarding, right? right. But it is a powerful tool for onboarding because those are the things that you often don't know about a new manager or a new teammate right. until you get six, nine, 12 months down the road and then you're like, oh, that's why that person does that thing, right? You're like, I thought they just, you know, were disinterested or they checked out or I just thought they, they hated my guts or, you know, whatever the case may be. I had to explain this to my team. We have a small team, but I had to explain this to my team last Friday during our call in that I don't reach out to anyone. It's a, it's a character issue or it's a problem fault whatever flaw in my a deeply flawed personality <laughs> i don't i don't reach out to people proactively like yeah. i just assume if you need something you'll you'll reach out you'll reach out to me yeah. like I, and i told everybody the same thing i'm like i'm not that person yeah I, I, at this age at this stage of my life i'm probably not going to become that person well and and i get the sense that you're a major connector right like yeah. you you love people and it's the breadth, right? right? Like you're moving from one thing to the next. Right. And, you know, you don't have time to stop in the middle of your day to think about the eight other people that maybe you interacted with six months ago, right? Well, uh, Or even, wish, even I, the people in your own team. But. I wish I had the ability sometimes. Yeah. I wish I had that yeah. ability. But what's, what's great about Cloverleaf is, again, you're using the tools that people, like, they would have known that about me. Yeah. They would have had that insight and been able to know, okay, when I need William... I need to go knock. I go knock. I slack him, and he'll respond. Yeah. I'm super responsive when someone reaches out to me. That's right. Yeah. But you're not going to be proactive. I'm horrible. Horrible. And this is what I love about And I wouldn't call that a character flaw, right? (laughs) I mean, that's just uh, like because there are other strengths that are taking you out of the flow of of being proactive on those relationships. I've always liked you. I've always liked you. I've always liked you. Of all the others, I've always liked you. It has nothing to do with the fact that I complimented your Bama hat, right? (laughs) People told me, I'm like, uh, when I first showed up, they're like, you're brave wearing that here. I'm like, you know, you like what you like, right? Yeah. So you've had a recent announcement. Uh, We did. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. We raised the Series A. So Origin Ventures out of Chicago is the lead investor. Uh, They're also one of the early investors in 15.5 in the space. So I think, I think they've made four or five investments in the, in the, whatever you want to call it, future of work, HR tech, right? Whatever phrase you want to put, put behind it. And um, they're a great, great fund. They understand the space well. Um, and uh, we're excited to partner with them. We're excited to have fresh capital that right. we can, we yeah. can put to use. Uh, we have over a million users today. And those million users give us lots of really great ideas about how we can, you know, take that coaching to other tool sets. So we right. want to partner with other HR tech platforms out there. We want to provide even more value in the tools that employees use because to your point, right, we don't want another tab on the browser. And actually, I think a lot of HR leaders are looking for ways to bring, synergize, right, Right. the tools that they've already invested in. Agreed. And we're really great at bringing some of those investments together to really get the most or maximize uh, the investments that they've made. So let's deal with the how. Some of this sounds remotely like uh, machine learning and AI. Yep. So we're gathering data from different places, disparate systems that don't talk to one another. We're pulling them into a spot and saying, okay, we recognize the pattern. 
here's a, again, you used a word. I can't remember um, what it was, but there's a nudge. Yep, a nudge. Here's a nudge. And here's some really some insight, because that's one of the things that I think I find, I find really, really valuable about this is you're providing them insight into communications and collaboration and productivity and all these other things. That's right. Yep. And so I, a couple of things there. One, I think we start with helping people understand themselves better, right? Because I think we could all use a little bit more self-awareness. 100%. 100%. Um, and and we, everything is written positive focus, action oriented, right? Because we don't, you know, we don't want to, we don't leave people with the impression that to your earlier point, right? That that was a character flaw. Mm -hmm. I would say it's not a character flaw. Right. Um, and so that's a, that's a key element. Um, and then to your point, the nudge element of that is really important because when you think about learning, right, you can't just, that's part of the reason why classroom learning is, is not super effective, right? right? Because you, the forgetting curve and you forget 90% of it within 24 hours. And the nudges are a powerful way that you can continue to make that real. You know, you need to practice something 20 to 30 times to really make it a part of your routine. Right. And this is a great way to do that, right? Those nudges, not just in terms of like getting to know you better, right? Getting nudged about our relationship. Right. But also just that like, oh, having that time out of my day to stop and reflect on providing recognition for someone or, hey, this person is, uh, you know, impacted by change in this way. Right. And it's, it, it almost, it, it like interrupts your, the ruts in your, in your mind um, towards each other in a way that is positive and can kind of help build team cohesion. So in my mind, I'd built a false wall between nudges and insight. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and They're I, two completely different things to okay. some degree. So the insights are things either about you or about other people okay. that maybe you just weren't even aware of, yeah, right? Yeah. Or you couldn't put language to. Right. Uh, like right. A lot of times our users will be like, wow, you put language yeah. to I something. I knew that. I just didn't know how to and say it. And I couldn't it. put it in words. Like right. I, I've been struggling to say this to my boss, yes. you know, for, for uh, you know, the last five meetings. And you just gave language to something that I was being terrible at communicating right? and so that's that's more of the insight side of that okay. the nudge piece of it is really the ongoing repetition so that it actually it actually rewires your mind right. to just behave that way right. without having to actually put the effort into right. it if right if you know someone likes communication a certain way and you and again it's giving you that insight they love communication uh let's say through slack in a private channel you just learn that over time. That's right. It You're, just becomes part of how you operate. Right. If I want to interact with that person, I know how they like their communication. That's right. Yep. So, again, I'll, I'll run back to coaching for just a second. Why? 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 Why under their umbrella coaching? That's <laughs> it's a good question. I think part of it is. I mean, first off, buyers, but, right? Yeah. They're used to thinking about markets and budget Software budget categories. line items and yes. categories right? right like we're we're all kind of conditioned to do I that know. and when we first went to market we went to market as a team building solution right. right and the problem with that is one when you think about team building solutions you think about like ropes courses and right, things right, right. like that right you know so it's kind of like if you're not conditioned to think that a technology can actually bring insights about the team and actually create an right. ongoing engagement process for your team 
then you just have no frame of reference to position that with coaching, right? And this is part of the part of the thing that we ultimately settled on is one, we have uh, a whole network of coaches that work with us, right? So we have a subscription model built for coaches and human capital consultants. Right. And so we were, we were moving in that direction for coaches and consultants. And then we would hear people talk about the nudges or the insights, right, as coaching. And so at some point, we just got to the to the place where we're like, well, it yeah. walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. So it must be a duck. And so that's part of the part of a little bit of the repositioning around that coaching market. Right. And it's big. You know, there's a there's, you know, 60 to 80,000 independent coaches in the U.S. Yeah. You know, numbers probably close to 130,000 globally. Um, people well, have coaches. People lack coaches or maybe have never been coached and that's right. that's the other beauty of what we're doing is we really want to bring coaching to people who have never had access to that before because if the only way you got access to coaching was someone paying 150 300 500 an hour right. right for a coach you can't scale that across the enterprise and so you have to leverage technology in some way to truly democratize coaching or get it to everyone in the organization and that's part of the reason why we've taken this approach. Yeah, and I love it uh, from, because you also have the conversation. When someone says, okay, coaching, tell me a little bit about that. You can say, well, think about everything you've historically thought about coaching. Yep. Throw that out. <laughs> and now think about it. Here's the tools that you use. That's right. And you're going to need this insight and these nudges because you want these behavioral changes in your employees. Yep. Okay, so how do we get there? And, and, you know, the other thing about it, too, is I think there's a lot of people struggle with the difference between what's a coach and what's a mentor right. and what's a counselor. You okay. know, like the lines between those things get a little blurry sometimes. And so, you know, part of it is like better differentiating for the market, Agreed. what coaching really is. Yeah. And then also positioning coaching in that larger performance and development right. market, right? Because right. there's a lot of things that are competing for dollars and time and attention in the development space, so how we either develop as an individual or do we develop as an employee inside right. of an organization. And coaching definitely can be and I think should be a part of that equation, but it's not everything, right? right. I mean, you still need mentors. You still need content, you know, training courses, you still need these other things that are an important part of development. But at the same time, if there is 80 to 90% of the organization that isn't even that coaching isn't even accessible to, that's a problem. And so if we can be a part of help helping solve that, and bring a scalable solution to the market so that everyone truly can have access to that, then we think it will help make those other investments that learning and development organizations invest in that much better. I love it. Okay, so now let's switch gears for a moment and sure. do some buy-side stuff. Um, four things. First is your favorite part of the demo. Oh, gosh. I think... So everyone has kind of an aha moment, and generally right. it's when they see the coaching content. Oftentimes, that is when we uh, show the calendar integration because you can connect your Google for you know, Google Workplace or your Microsoft 365 calendar, and then it pulls in your calendar events. And if we have coaching content on the people that you're meeting with, right, you're getting immediate insight. So when they see that for the first time, it really opens some, yeah, it's like, wow, the use cases start, you know, like scrolling through their mind. 
And that's always a really fun, um, a really fun moment. I think for coaches and consultants, when we are on a demo with them, they're seeing sustainability to the business that they have, right? They're seeing opportunities to monetize that, to add value for their clients in bigger ways, to sustain the work that they're doing. All these challenges that they faced in their business of not just owning your work, but actually building something that is sustainable, can grow over time, that doesn't require them to work three times as much um, is a really powerful, it, it creates possibility in their mind about how that technology can give them the life that they want and also be able to increase the value to their clients. And that's, that's a really fun aha moment. So, and I love you that you use aha moment because it's one of my favorite phrases. Um, buying questions. So what are, what are some of the buying questions that you love to hear? Yeah, one of the things that we ask is, are they using behavioral assessments in any way, right? Because we do partner with uh, assessments like DISC or Enneagram or StrengthsFinder, right? And companies have invested heavily in that. Everyone, you know, I can't imagine there's a person in a workplace that hasn't taken at least one of those assessments, uh, like a Myers-Briggs or something like that as well. And they all have the same issues with it, right? It gives you these big giant reports. It's all about you and you have no way to actually sustain that or turn it into action on a day-to-day basis. And so asking that question and then also asking, well, like what was the sustainability of that? Right? Like what, yeah, we learned a couple of things, but yeah, people kind of went back to doing the same thing and it's like, okay, now could you imagine layering this, this in there as a part of, uh, an ongoing experience that actually does the things that, um, you know, you have complaints about uh, related to those tools. And um, that's a really powerful moment. Um, and, you know, companies are investing heavily in those tools. Um, so there's budget line items. Um, and people are always looking for a way to do those things more effectively. Last thing is we're at Germ. We're in New Orleans. Yeah. What's success for you here? Uh, part of it is just connecting with people, right? Uh, it's funny when you are, I mean, I'm here doing business development, right? Yeah, sure. And um, a, a big part of it is you, you always walk away and you're kind of like, I don't, you, you can, you don't, you don't get an immediate payoff right. for it. Of course. And, but we're just sowing seeds and part of sowing seeds is building relationships with people and you never know when, you know, hey, maybe we're not a good fit right now, but it doesn't mean that something doesn't change in their in their environment. And a good example of that was COVID, right? I mean, pre-COVID, people were like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a, a neat tool. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, everyone was remote and the pain of connecting, you know, everyone being isolated, trying to find ways to connect with each other, looking for digital tools and solutions. So you just never know when things like that happen. And that, that's a that's a much bigger right. uh, scenario. But like even small things in their business where it's like, oh, we just bought a company and we're trying to integrate these two cultures. And what does that look like? Or we're going on a hiring spree or there's a new manager and that new manager's, you know, struggling to, to find the right leadership strategies. Right. All of those are things that companies are dealing with for the first time in new ways all the time. And so those are, those are things that often come back to us six months, 12 months, two years later. And that's always a fun experience to, to see those things boomerang so that when the, when the right time is there, um, 
we have an opportunity to help those people. So Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Johnny Appleseed. That's right. Darren spelt the correct way from Cloverleaf. Thank <laughs> Not you. Brian. No, I think it was Ryan, Brian, Jimmy. I love you, Danny. Jimmy. Um, thank you so much for carving out time for us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely appreciate you. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, live at SHRM 22. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.